Now it's time for the rural news with Monique Steele. And Monique, how are East Coast farmers getting on after the heavy rain? Tanakwe, well, no reports of any major damage so far after the heavy deluge around Wairoa last night, although there are reports farmland has slipped and some farms are cut off. About 130 millimetres of rain fell in 12 hours last night, leaving the town cut off in all directions this morning, but roads have since reopened. Wairoa arable farmer Alan Newton told Sally Murphy the ground was dry and hard, so the rain just bounced off it. He says the local Creek got very high but luckily didn't burst its banks. It was an extremely heavy rain last night. It sort of for about three hours it absolutely hammered. So they're talking about 130 mil over a 12 hour period. But I think you probably find we had more like about 100 mil in probably about four hour period or something like that. That's a lot, isn't it? What impact has that had on your arable crops? Well, we may as well go for a holiday for a couple of weeks and let it dry out. <laughs> to the ground that's cultivated, it's. Um, quite devastating for seed that's in the ground that'll drown drown recent planting plantings that are out of the ground provided the um the water drains away from them they will probably survive but it could cause a lot of root damage so it does have an effect on the yield at the end Alan Newton says there are slips on roads all around the region. Even the eight-kilometre road between his place and town was blocked this morning. He says having road closures every time there's a decent downpour causes a lot of disruption. Stock movements and and also a lot of freight. There's a huge amount of productivity comes down the road between Wairoa and and um, Napier. You've got all most of the Tairawhiti, um produce that heads to the port of Napier as well. So the the GDP that this road produces for New Zealand would probably be the highest out of any road in New Zealand. Mr Newton says the roads around the district are basically goat tracks, so it's time the government spends some decent money to create a better roading network. To other news, King Salmon says the final tick of approval to develop the country's first open ocean fish farm in Cook Strait isn't too far away. It has consent from the Marlborough District Council for the 400 hectare marine farm, dubbed Blue Endeavour, but now it needs approval from Fisheries New Zealand. So consultations are open to consider if other commercial fishing operations will be adversely impacted by the operation. King Salmon Chief Executive Carl Carrington told Susan Murray it would transform aquaculture and also help the company avoid high fish mortality rates, which it's suffered with in recent years. That's one of the reasons why it's so important we get into the open ocean aquaculture where the waters will be a little bit cooler and that's obviously good for the fish health. And uh, really looking forward to, um, to being able to scale up the salmon production in New Zealand because it's a great protein source and it's uh, fantastic for export revenue. What percentage of the production, when it's, say, up to full size in six years or whatever, will be exported? We do prioritise supply to the domestic market, but the New Zealand market's only a certain size, so Blue Endeavour is likely to be mostly targeted at export markets. So in terms of export revenue from that farm alone, potentially $350, $400 million a year. Ocean Salmon Farm close at the end of this month. Dairy prices dropped at the global dairy trade auction overnight. The average price fell 0.7% to $3,255 US dollars a tonne. Whole milk powder 
fell 2%, 2.7% to 2,971 US dollars a tonne, while most other products sold gained in price. The dip in prices follows four consecutive lifts at the fortnightly auction after prices plunged to a near five-year low in mid-August. Agriculture investment firm Craigmore Sustainables Assets have topped $1 billion across farming, forestry and horticulture. Now managing 60 properties across the country, 37% of its assets are in horticulture, 30% in farming and 27% in forestry. Chief Executive Shay Charteris says the company has grown steadily over the past year as there's still a big need for investment. Yeah, there absolutely is. Anyone with a rural background, family farmer, retired farmer, would know that, that the balance sheet is, is something that most of the farming businesses don't have enough of. And uh, for too long, we've relied on debt. And Craigmore's vehicles often use a little bit of debt, but it's um, yeah, it's just so good not to have not to be weighed down by too much fixed liability on on your balance sheet. Shay Charteris says Craigmore Sustainables is looking to invest more into horticulture and their existing forestry blocks. There's relief among commercial beekeepers with the government's decision to pull back on lengthy and costly honey audit requirements. The Ministry for Primary Industries brought in new rules in 2019 which required honey producers to audit their risk management programmes twice a year instead of once. Industry body NZ Beekeepers President Jane Lorimer says after years of lobbying the decision, the Ministry has finally heard their concerns. I'm really happy that, you know, the, the MPI have worked with us in that along this time and that, I mean, it's taken us a long, long time to get here, but now at least some beekeepers will have a little bit of relief from the, the amount that it costs us to have our risk management programmes. You know, it, it costs us basically between five and $8,000 a year, even before we start to actually make anything off, off what we produce because of the fees that, that MPI have and audit fees on top of that. So it costs us a lot of money even before we sell you know, one kilo of honey. That's Jane Lorimer. And lastly, after six years in the top job, Prue Younger is stepping down as Chief Executive of the Forest Industry Contractors Association. The association says Miss Younger has led the group through both prosperous and challenging periods for forestry contractors. This included the COVID-19 pandemic, significant log market downturns, as well as some highlights like last year's FECA Forestry Expo. Miss Younger will work until March next year before for retirement. That's the rural news for today. Kia pai tora. Namahi Monique.